You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You are now about to witness the strength of fantasy knowledge. Fantasy Sports Radio Network, you are now tuned in to the speeds and spitting statistician on Fantasy Freestyle. Up next on that cypher, the mic. On the microphone, you know that I'm one of the best yet. Dane Martinez. You know what it is. It's your boy Dane Martinez, a.k.a. Speeds, a.k.a. the Spittin' Statistician. And you are listening live to the Fantasy Freestyle here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Of course, big shout-out to all our sports byline affiliates around the country and with the American Forces Radio Network around the world. The servicemen and women getting a little taste of home with Speeds, the Spittin' Statistician, helping you win your leagues and win that cash. I, For the first time in two weeks, I have my man Chris Bavona with me. On the ones and twos on a Friday, it is happy hour outside in Studio 34. And if you are caught up in this heat wave in New York City, you know that there are definitely people outside on the roof deck getting it on. A lot of things to talk to you guys about today. Of course, we're going to catch Chris up on a lot of the fun and functional sports radio we have been having. I'm going to be giving you my starting lineup in Major, in major League Baseball for the weekend because I've been hot with these starters. And I got a couple of people, a couple of diamonds in the rough for you a little bit later on at first base if you need to replace Freddie Freeman, for example. We also, we got big news with this Conor McGregor-Floyd Mayweather fight. We're going to get into that. You know we've been following that. And also, at Pimlico tomorrow, that will be the second jewel of the Triple Crown, the Preakness. Yo, if you were listening to Fantasy Freestyle, I gave you the Kentucky Derby winner. I'm about to give you the Preakness winner. Stay tuned for that when we get into the cipher. So many ways to holler at me if you want. You can follow me at Spittin' Speeds. We got a poll question up at FNTSY Radio. You can holler at me as well at 844-843-6879. We're going to do a lot of things. It's good to have my man Chris Bavona in that chair. So hot that we sweat steam. We're going to catch him up. Have a lot of fun here on the fantasy freestyle my poll question for you is which nba favorite will lose first will it be the cleveland cavaliers or will it be the golden state warriors or will it just be whoever loses game one of the nba finals we'll talk about the poll all sorts of other stuff when we come back here on the fantasy freestyle on the fantasy sports radio network it is a happy hour friday here at rock and riley's let's get it it's starting to feel like springtime all right come on back Yeah, yeah, we back at it here. Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, holding you down. If you want to get at me this hour, you can at 844-843-6879. You could also get at me at Fantasy Radio, at Spittin' Speeds. We got that poll question up there right now. But it's time for us to get into my starting lineup because I've been hot on Major League Baseball, giving you what you need to win that cash. News and notes from around Major League Baseball for the weekend. It looks like Jason Hayward will be activated from the disabled list for the Chicago Cubs on Saturday, coming back from a finger injury. Here's the question, though. What impact will that have on the rookie Hap and his playing time? This is a guy who's been eligible at second base and at outfield, has been playing, hitting in that cleanup spot some days this week, hit a couple 
couple of home runs in his short stint. Will he go back down to the minors? Will they try to find uh, a spot in the lineup for him like the Dodgers did for Bellinger just a few weeks ago? Robinson Cano, it looks like he will be back in the Mariners lineup, coming back from that quad injury early next week. Good to hear that. On the flip side, though, Justin Turner left the game versus the Marlins yesterday with a hamstring injury. It looks like he is going to wind up on the disabled list. Remember, the 10-day DL now. Sometimes people are quicker to go on the DL and save people, in essence, from themselves. Good and bad news for the Toronto Blue Jays. On the good side of things, Josh Donaldson, with that calf injury, is going to start a rehab assignment next week. Maybe he will be able to be back with the parent club um, by the end of next week as well. However, Troy Tulowitzki, it looks like his return will be delayed, that return from a hamstring injury, so... Keep looking for other options at shortstop. Tyson Ross to begin a rehab start. Uh, coming back from a shoulder injury for the Texas Rangers. Hasn't really pitched this year. That would be a nice little addition to their rotation if you know if he gets through rehab. He's always been injury prone, though, Tyson Ross. Let's keep it moving, though. What I want to talk to you guys about, first of all, as I hold myself accountable from yesterday, the startings that I told you to start. Listen, I told you what was going to happen in Atlanta when Julio Tehran and Marcus Stroman linked up. I said, because, yo, last night's slate was crazy. There was like four or five games on the slate. I did not like the pitching matchups at all, and I told you about that. I said, the guy you're going to need is in Atlanta, but I told you that Julio Tehran has the crazy home road splits that he had an over 8 ERA in Atlanta and an under 1 ERA on the road so far this year. I told you to get away from Julio Tehran, and I also told you in the first game without Freddie Freeman that Marcus Stroman was the place to go. Well, Tehran gave up 9 runs in 3 innings, raising that ERA above 8, whereas Marcus Stroman got the win when a score Scoreless five and two thirds was only one out away from that quality start, but he did get you a win and scoreless innings and six strikeouts. So I'd say that's another shot called by your boy Speeds, the spitting statistician. So I ask you. What does that mean for this weekend? Well, tonight, I think you got to go with the chalk. I think Chris Sale at 12,000 on FanDuel at Oakland is the way to go. He has been striking out at least 10 guys for, I think, something like seven starts in a row. I also love the Oakland ballpark. We've talked about the ballpark factors a lot of times here on Fantasy Freestyle, and I love all that foul territory in Oakland. I love Sale there. I don't, you know, guys like Yonder Alonso and Stephen Vogt in that lineup, even Chris, they hit better against righties. Sale coming at them. I think he is the chalk. And remember, the A's have the second lowest run total in the American League at 162. Anyway, I'm fading the A's. You got to pay up for Chris Sale tonight. If you don't want to pay up, the only person I would say, if you want to go down to 8,900, you can get uh, Alex Wood. We got a commercial here on Fantasy Sports Radio Network where you hear Frank Stanford and Mikey Florio talking about, hey, I got a wood for the wood. Wood has been sixth lately. 29 strikeouts in his last 16 innings pitch. He is at home against the Tampa Bay team, and they're pitching. He's facing, you know, Justin Michelino, who is, in essence, kind of like, you know, a journey, no-name kind of pitcher. I like Alex Wood to get a win for the Dodgers tonight, and at only 8,900, that could be somewhere you go. On Saturday, listen, you got Scherzer. Going against the Braves, no Freeman in that lineup. I like Scherzer. I do. I tell you that SunTrust Park though is giving up home runs, but I still like Scherzer. And the other guy I'd like on Saturday, 
Look at my man, Robbie Ray. You know he's going to strike people out. Okay, going up against the San Diego Padres, I think he can strike a lot of people out in that matchup. Um, in San Diego is also a pitcher's ballpark. I like the park factor and the K upside of Robbie Ray on Saturday was probably the cheaper option. Obviously, Scherzer would be the chalk there. On Sunday, though, you Darvish at Detroit is a guy that I'm looking at. Um, he's facing Matthew Boyd. Matthew Boyd got rocked in his last outing. I like Darvish for the win on Sunday there. And Brandon McCarthy um, for the Dodgers against the Marlins on Sunday. The Marlins still have yet to even announce their starter. So um, I think the Dodgers are sitting pretty in that one. Okay, so that's something I want to let you know. But we've talked about Freddie Freeman a little bit here. And Freddie Freeman, as you know, kind of got hit by a pitch, broke his wrist. He's going to be out for the next three months. So if, you know, if this was your guy, say in like season long fantasy, okay? If this was your guy in season long fantasy, your man, Speeds the Spitting Statistician, is here to help you with who you need to try to consider and look at to try and pick up and maybe potentially you know, get some reasonable facsimile of the same kind of production you were getting from Freddie Freeman. Check out these three options at first base. None of them is owned in more than 40% of leagues, so it's viable right now. If you're at happy hour on this fine day here in the East Coast where it's starting to get, you know, very spring and summer-like, it's nice out. People here outside on the rooftop at Rock and Riley Studio 34. If you're in the area, come on by. Say Speeds the Spitting Statistician has a shot on me, and I'll back it up for you don't worry about it but here are three first basemen i think are interesting first logan morrison logan morrison for tampa bay eligible at first base he is actually over the last two weeks number 35 overall in the entire player raider with an 878 ops in the last two weeks 12 ribbies five homers he's only 22 percent owned this is a guy with 11 homers already so far this season he hits in the cleanup hole he hits in the four hole of that tampa bay lineup so while Tampa is not a huge offense, he is in the middle of it. He will be in the middle of a lot of those opportunities, and he has been hot lately. At only 22% owned, you could probably go out there and find yourself a little Logan Morrison. Another guy, if uh, you know he's taken in your league or you, that's not kind of your fancy, that's okay with me. I ain't mad at you, okay? I'll give you two other guys. What about Justin Bohr? Justin Bohr has been sick lately, okay? In the last two weeks... In his last 14 games, he has had a 1.305 OPS, okay? A 1.305 OPS in the last two weeks, and he is only 15% owned, okay? You could think about this, but here's my main recommendation, okay? If you just lost Freddie Freeman, only 30% owned. Justin Smoke out of Seattle. He has been on fire. 14 ribbies in the last two weeks, 10 runs, a 1.121 OPS for Seattle. And remember, Cano has been out of that lineup. Seager has not been doing much. It has been Nelson Cruz and not much else for the Seattle Mariners, okay? Justin Smoke is only 30 seven percent owned in most in uh most uh formats okay you can if you and your boy are at the bar you and two of your people are at the bar right having happy hour right now only one of the three of you are in a league where justin smoke is owned okay and i'm telling you right now if you lost freddie freeman or if you need help at first base any other way justin smoke is the way to go so you can win your leads and win that cash that's how we do it here on the fantasy freestyle with your boy speeds the spitting statistician but there's so many other ways that we hold you down for example
The RotoExperts.com exclusive edge in-season fantasy baseball package. It's your ultimate bench coach for the 2017 season. Chris Bavona dropping a bomb on it. Stay ahead of the pack with our in-depth statistical breakdowns, our trend analysis, and our player insights. Become a waiver wizard and learn how to scan the numbers like a Roto scientist. We help you set the ideal lineups every week. And this season, you get a built-in fantasy training staff with our new injury advisor, powered by InsideInjuries.com. Get the RotoExperts.com exclusive edge in-season fantasy baseball package now and start soaring to the top of the standings. You will win so much. You will get tired of winning more like the Yukon women, less like the 45, okay? Enter promo code FREERADIO now at checkout and you will get a special discount. But... When we come back, I'm going to give you my cipher. We got a little bit of news and notes. We're going to check in on the poll. We got to talk Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather. Is this going to happen? What Speeds thinks about it? And I preview the second jewel of the Triple Crown, the Preakness, going on tomorrow in Pimlico. Your boy, Dane Martinez, Speeds, the spitting statistician, fantasy freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, a.k.a. the Spittin' Statistician, bringing it to you live. If you want to get at me, you can this hour, okay? At FNTSY Radio on that Twitter, that tweet machine that everybody likes to use so much. You can also follow me at Spittin' Speeds. We got a lot of stuff to cover. I got my man Chris Bivono with me on the ones and twos. So hot that we sweat steam. So hot that we are melting West Antarctica as we speak. The polar ice caps are diminishing all because of the heat here on the Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. News and notes around the NFL. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers have signed Ryan Fitzpatrick to back up Jameis Winston. A lot of things I think about this. I'm telling you, I'm sure that's going to make the Colin Kaepernick crowd angry because now there is another, you know, backup level quarterback that has found work while Colin Kaepernick has not. It looks like now with the music stops Only he and RG3 are still left out there. Remember, I've been telling you for a while that the fit is Seattle. I've been saying it because Trayvon Boykin has had his legal trouble. And, the uh, you know, it's the same scheme. You could have a mobile quarterback up there as well. Keep an eye on that next week. Jacquiz Rogers, my man. Pop quiz, Jacquiz. They say he lost 10 pounds in the offseason, that he looks spry, making good cuts, looks fast. They say that about everybody, though, in the summer training season. Um, Remember? Remember, though, Jacquez will be the starter, it looks like, for the Bucks at least in the first three games, because Doug Martin has that PED suspension to deal with, okay? Also, reports out of Pittsburgh indicate that, you know, second-round pick Juju Smith-Schuster, the wideout out of USC, could actually have a legitimate size role in the slot next season. Remember, he's going to be going for that number three role, most likely against uh, Eli Rogers or maybe Sammy Coates. Remember, Martavis Bryant is back from suspension. And also remember draft night, that tweet that Martavis Bryant had saying that Juju was, in fact, Sammy Coates' replacement. There was definitely some drama in Pittsburgh around that. Mike Tomlin had to even say playing nice boys so keep an eye on the number three role the number two and three role in pittsburgh and also i didn't get to this yesterday but giselle bunchen wife of the greatest living american not in my opinion apparently that's his nickname tb12 tom brady she said on i think it was like good morning america or something that he has had multiple concussions that nobody talks about and 
that he had one this year. The only problem is the Pats never put it on the injury report. So now Tom Brady is coming out and denying that he had a concussion last year. I wonder what that pillow talk, man. That pillow talk does not get on the injury report. And interestingly enough, in a related story, Drew Brees today came out on the Dan Patrick Show and said that he doesn't know if he would even tell his wife if he did have a concussion. Trying to, you know, separation of church and state there. Don't want to anger or potentially upset the family. Keeping a move in here in the cipher on the fantasy freestyle. I gotta tell you though, guys, listen, this Conor McGregor Floyd Mayweather fight, which we have been talking about for months, you know, they come out of retirement, then it's about the A side and the B side. Well, Dana White broke some news saying that the first and most important part of this historic contract has now been officially signed off on. Congratulations to all the parties involved, and we now await Al Heyman and his boxer's signature in the coming days. It seems like it seems like, uh, Conor McGregor has signed. It seems like Conor McGregor has signed to fight in a boxing match against Floyd Mayweather. The question is, will Floyd sign? The rumor is that Floyd is going to make around $100 million for this and that Conor will make $75 million for this. I'm going to tell you something. It's going to be a boxing match. So, of course, Floyd Mayweather is going to win. But uh, let me play devil's advocate for you for a little bit. I'm telling you right now, Conor McGregor is the bigger man. I'm telling you right now, Conor McGregor has an awkward southpaw fighting style, which is something that has troubled Floyd in the past. I'm telling you that Conor McGregor only has to train against one discipline, unlike usually when he's in MMA, having to train against jiu-jitsu, karate, kickboxing, wrestling, wrestling, and boxing, all rolled up in you know the embodiment of his one opponent. And they're going to be using um, boxing gloves instead of U- uh, UFC slash MMA gloves. That's another edge for Conor McGregor because they're kind of heavier, you know. So that's another edge for him. I, I, you know, I think that Conor could give him a little bit of a problem. But ultimately, what's going to happen is that Floyd is just going to outclass him and win on points. Probably all 12 rounds, probably a 120 to 108 kind of score. Very similar to what we saw at a Canelo Alvarez and, and uh, Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. a couple of weeks ago. Just a complete mismatch. If that's the way, it'll probably go down. So I have a, I have an idea. I have an idea for this, and I, I can't front. I got it from... Uh, you know, Greeny, Mike Greenberg on Mike and Mike. He was saying that what they should really do is if this is a 10 round fight, they should have the first nine rounds be regular sanctioned boxing and then have the 10th round be straight up UFC rules. Wouldn't that be dope? Wouldn't that be dope if Floyd, if Conor McGregor can, can, you know, last the first nine rounds, then let him, let him go all at it. Let him go all at it in round 10 and see if he can knock him out or take him down in more UFC rules. That's what I think could, should happen. That would be real funny. We're obviously not going to see that. Floyd's going to win a boxing match after he signs on the dotted line. I'm saying that's going to happen this weekend. And when we're back here on Monday, we're going to have news that we have a deal in place for Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather to fight. Let's keep it moving, though, here on the Cypher and the Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I want to get into the Preakness. The Preakness, the second jewel of the Triple Crown. They go off on Saturday, tomorrow, from Baltimore and Pimlico Racetrack. Now listen, the, night be- the day before the Kentucky Derby, I had my man Benny Riccardi here on air with me, and we gave you that the winner was going to be the fight was going to be always dreaming. And this let it be- don't get it twisted though. When we aired that on Friday, always dreaming was not the favorite. Classic Empire was the favorite going into the Derby, and. Um, Always Dreaming was actually like tied with the second choice with another horse, McCracken. So it was not like I was just like on the favorite, okay? I gave you the reasons why. The reason I liked him was because of that combination of 
Pletcher and Velasquez, okay? The owner and the jockey of the horse. That's 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 what I really went with, and that was the winning combination. So we gave you what you needed to win that cash. Here's the difference on the Preakness, okay? There's a lot of things you want to see. First of all, in the Kentucky Derby, Always Dreaming had the absolute best trip of any horse in the field okay he had a good trip he was clear of basically the demolition derby that took place at the start behind him and he was able to then show his class kind of extend in the in after the turn hit the turbo button and win that race okay here's the problem two things one Always Dreaming is going off right now at the Preakness at four to five odds. He is not. He is such a heavy favorite that you are not going to win any money on Always Dreaming. I think, okay, sure, you want to put him in your exotics. You know, you want to build exotics, and, you know, that's fine. But just straight win, you are not going to win any money on Always Dreaming. So I think you got to look to beat the favorite in this race. Okay, and don't, you know, here's the thing. Always Dreaming is the 12th horse since 1980 to go off as a odds-on favorite after winning the Kentucky Derby. Of the last 11 since 1980, only four of them have won the race. So if you're going to try and beat them, you got a decent chance, so says history, over the last you know 35 years or so. So here's what I'm thinking. I got a couple of opportunities to try and beat the favorite, although I do think Always Dreaming and Todd Pletcher is a great horse. And... With Johnny V on him, listen, he is a deserving favorite. So that's what I will say. He is a deserving favorite. However, I don't think you make any money with him, so I'm trying to beat him. Two or three ways you could do it. One, Classic Empire, the five horses, going off now at like three to one, maybe four to one. He was the favorite for the Derby, going into the Derby. He also had a horrible track. He literally got bumped by McCracken at the start. He had a swollen eye after the race, okay, but made a huge charge at the end to finish in fourth place and actually looked pretty impressive. The other thing I'll say is that Always Dreaming had the advantage in the Kentucky Derby of the sloppy track. It was said that he get along better on the muddy track it will be nice out in maryland it will be you know hard firm fast track i think that could favor classic empire there are also reports that he is doing very well in training i kind of like classic empire at three to one as your best chance to beat the odds on favorite always dreaming but here's the deal with the preakness you're going to have a much smaller field you're not going to have those 20 horses that you had in the kentucky derby okay you got a shorter track it's a shorter race okay and also most of the true best horses that were in the Kentucky Derby don't take their shot again at the Preakness. Why? Because it's two weeks later, and this is hard for the three-year-old horse, okay, to come back like that after two weeks. So if you are going to come back, you got to really think that you have a good shot at him, and I like what Classic Empire could do. He's one of only a couple of non-always-dreaming horses that are returning for the Preakness. Out of the newcomers, though, out of the newcomers, I like, check out two horses. There's two horses that I think may have a chance, and I like the odds that they have. First, the number two horse, Cloud Computing, is going off at 14 to 1. This is a horse that only had a couple of races, but has improved his buyer figure every single time out. Just didn't have enough points to qualify for the Derby. He did finish third at the Wood Memorial. And also, interesting to note, Javier Castellano, one of the best jockeys in the world, went had the mount on Ginevra on the Derby. 
Derby chose to leave Ganerva to go on to this horse, Cloud Computing, the two horse at going off at 14 to 1. I think you need to put him in your exotics. This could be the best of the new horses that you did not see in the Kentucky Derby. Also, Conquest Mo Money at 18 to 1. This horse finished second at the Arkansas Derby, second to Classic Empire. He has the 10 post. He could be the speed of the race. He could be that horse that's out there early. And then um, it's interesting. He's never finished worse than second. Conquest Mo Money at 18 to 1 might be interesting. Let me tell you who I ultimately like. Here's the superfecta for the Preakness. I liked Classic Empire, the five horse, to win the race at 3 to 1. Then I like the two horse, Cloud Computing. I like Always Dreaming to round out the trifecta, finishing third. And then... Um, I'll say this a little bit later when we do the Belmont, but I like Ganerva in the Belmont and a mile and a half. Fade that horse looking at Lee at 10 to 1. He had his best effort ever finishing second in the Kentucky Derby. So, Classic Empire, Cloud Computing, then Always Dreaming. Don't sleep on Conquest Mo Money as well. When we come back, I am very excited to bring in my man Chris Bivona. We're going to catch him up. It's been so long. I've had a lot of f- stories that put the fun in functional sports radio. I want to see if Chris could guess the answer to some polls. I want to see if Chris knows what we've been talking about. It's going to be a lot of fun here. Speeds and spit and statistician and Chris Bavona on the Fantasy Freestyle here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I'm on fire. Yeah. You know what it is. G-Unit. That's my man Chris Bavona dropping a beat so hot that we sweat steam here on the Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network with your boy Dane Martinez, Speeds and Spitting Statistician. I got to tell you guys, we have not been together, Chris Bavona and Dane Martinez, for a few weeks. So it is time. We got to Chris. We got to catch Chris up on all the stuff that we've been doing because, you know, not only do we help you win your leagues and win that cash, but we put the fun in functional sports radio. We put up the polls. And, you know, Chris, whether it was that TV greatest of all time, you were very interested Which in I what the so, people said. I miss so much, man. You were very interested in I what was. the people said, what the polls were. So we're going to catch up on a couple of polls and start to talk about them. I will say this, though, Chris. If you like that TV tournament, don't get it twisted. This summer, this summer, I am building yet another big-time viewers bracket or listeners voting bracket. I, um, I have narrowed down the topics. I have narrowed down some regions. We haven't finalized it and introduced it just yet, but keep an eye out for that. Okay? You know. I'll be on you'll be absolutely absolutely selection committee my friend don't sleep don't sleep yo so here's my question the first thing is um you know we talked about Ryan Fitzpatrick getting a job with the Tampa Bay Bucks we talked about Jay Cutler getting a job and this is leading us people to believe like what's up with Colin Kaepernick we've talked about this a lot on this air you know is there collusion going on is there you know is it was it a question of him just not wanting to accept a backup role so I ask you Chris I put up a question uh Earlier this week, what is the biggest obstacle to Colin Kaepernick signing with an NFL team? The options were collusion by the owners, his actual quarterback skill set has regressed, fear of the PR backlash for whatever city signs him, or he is too much pride to take a backup job or uh, contract with less money. What do you think people said? So I, I, I'm going to say there's no collusion. I don't think the owners care that much about okay. his political. They, they don't care that much. Okay. I'm going to go with the fact that I think that just his quarterback skills have, have diminished. Wow. 
You are absolutely correct. 39% yeah. of our voters, and we had 200 people voting on that one. Uh, 39% say the quarterback skill set. 33% say fear of the backlash. 16% said Kaepernick and his pride taking more uh, less money or a backup job. And only 12% said collusion by yeah. the owners. Um, so you're one for one, Chris. All you're right. one for one. Don't get it twisted. Colin Kaepernick sucks. Okay, okay. You're one for one, though. Let's see. Check this out. Check this out. Um, you may have heard earlier in the week. You may have heard early in the week we had conversations and uh, debate around this Zaza Pachulia play with yes, that, that closeout. Yep, yep, yep. And then the next day we saw, in my opinion, what was even a more unnatural closeout by Lamarcus Aldridge uh, on Kevin on, on Kevin Durant. We actually asked, "Do you think there was a bounty out on any of the Golden State Warriors after that?" But first things first, I put up, "Do you think people thought that that play that injured Kawhi Leonard was dirty or not?" The options were, "Yes, it was." No, it was not. Or a third option of it was dangerous but not dirty. My man Chris Bovona, what do you think the listeners voted? From re- from like from watching the the highlight over and over again of seeing how uh, Zaja had had put his foot down, it was looking a little too much like a Bruce Bowen mo- move. Right. So I think it was a dirty play. Sixty yes. percent of our listeners said that it was a dirty play. We got over four hundred votes on that one. A lot of people were talking about it. Chris Bavona, you are two, two for, for two. two. So hot that we sweat steam blowing up like a Samsung seven. Also, when it comes to the conference finals, we asked people, quite frankly, similar to our question today, what's gonna happen? Are both the Cavs and the Warriors going to sweep their way to the NBA finals? Your options were only the Cavs sweep, only the Warriors sweep, both do or neither do. What say you, Mr. Bavona? Uh, I say only the – actually, I don't think either team sweeps. Really? I don't think either team sweeps. I'm probably going to be wrong on this. 47% of people agree with you, Mr. Bavona, and say that neither yeah. will sweep their way to the NBA Finals. Yeah, I say Cavs in, I say Cavs in five or six – and same thing with Warriors. Probably Warriors in five. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. I, uh, I'm i very impressed with you. I'm very impressed with you so far, Mr. Bavona, here what as we I put say? the fun in what functional sports radio. Let me talk to you about some of the other topics no that we have been getting into. And uh, don't get it twisted, though. If you are listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, what you need to do also, download that app. This way you get free fantasy programming. It could be Greg Sussman. It could be Jake Seeley. It could be Tony Sincata. It could be Mike it could be, you know, Mike Florio, Frankie Stanfill, or it could be coming up next on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, the Fantasy Black Book with my man Joey Piece of Pizza and my man who has just entered the fray here on Studio 34, Matty Moe, in the building. We'll uh, find out what was going on with him, what they're talking about a little bit later on. But, Chris, check this out. Um, tomorrow... At an event called Deep Jewels 16 in Tokyo, there is an MMA match featuring, featuring uh, it's a woman's match, okay, featuring 24-year-old Momosu Yamatatsi, and she is fighting a 12-year-old girl. How do you feel about this, Chris? Um, I, I don't know. I think in Japan, it's a little bit different when it comes to uh, combat sports. I don't think, yeah. they don't really care about age. You're four for four, bro. This is no big, this has gotten incredible outrage here in the United States. No one gives a rat's ass in Japan about this. In of fact, not. in fact, what if I told you this 12 year old has already had 150 fights? What if God. I told you she was training since she was three years old? What if I told you she's in a gym where they 
specifically look for these kind of prodigies. She's 12 years old. There's an 18-year-old that's already 10-0 and in UFC. Dane, I'm 33 years old. You know how many fights I've been in? Three. Zero. Don't say point. that on air. I don't believe you, bro. I've been in one. See? I've there you one. go. There you go. Alternative facts very quickly coming out of Chris Bavona. He changes his story quicker than Sean Spicer. Okay, let's keep it moving, though. Another I never thing. started a fight. Fair, fair. Okay, nice for the clarification. I like the clarification. Thank you, Mr. Bavona. You are still, however, four for four in terms of how we've put in the fun in functional sports radio. All okay, right. here's the next thing I want to get at you. My man Antonio Cromartie is defying science. Are you ready for this? Yes, of course. Okay. <laughs> I already know this. So you know this. Okay. Yep. So, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. Um, his wife, I think Tamika, put it on Instagram. You know, she's pregnant again. Fantastic. Fantastic. This is Antonio Cromartie's 14th child. That's not the incredible part. That's not the incredible part. I know what the incredible part is. It is. It will be the sixth child that he has with his, his lovely bride, his lovely wife. That's not the incredible part. The incredible part is that this will be not the first, not the second, not the third, but the fourth child that Antonio Cromartie is having after a vasectomy. I know. I know. I heard about this. That is just defying everything that is scientific. Antonio Cromartie, strong like bull. I'm telling you, it gets no stronger than Antonio Cromartie. What, what, like, what's the explanation for this, Chris? Um... Vasectomies don't work. <laughs> okay, okay. That's, I can't think of any other reason. Okay, other than the vasectomy didn't work, or unless he had a, uh, I, I don't know. Can it be reversed? I don't think so. I don't think, so I don't think that's no. the way these things work, Chris. No, I'm, I'm almost positive they don't work. Well. Okay, well, you know, big shout out to the entire Cromarty family it is growing by the day. A couple of other stories that I want to get into you with, uh, Chris, because, you know, I mean, I haven't had you in this seat for know, about two weeks. Dane. I miss you, too. I miss you, too. A lot of love going on here at Studio 34 on the Fantasy Freestyle here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Of course, big shout out to all our sports byline affiliates around the country and with the American Forces Radio Network around the world. Shout out to the service men and women getting a little taste of home from Speeds, the spitting statistician, helping them win their leagues and win that cash. Right now, though, though, I got my man Chris Bavona with me, and so I'm, I'm trying to catch him up. We also talked... Um we talked about Eddie Lacy. Are you familiar with all this stuff? Yes, I am. Okay, so here's my thing. I'm taking a different stance on it. Okay. I have a different stance on it. I don't care about this weight incentive. I don't care. I actually think they should go the other way. The Seattle Seahawks offensive line was horrible last year. Why can't Eddie Lacy put on 30 pounds and become a great pulling guard for them? But that's the... Honestly, I want Eddie Lacy as my uh, running back. As a guy who has Thomas Rawls in a dynasty league, I do not want Eddie Lacy to be the goal okay, line so back. I want him this. as a pulling guard. What's wrong with this? Well, let the barbs be accurate here. You only don't want him because he, you got Thomas Rawls. I understand that. I'm also a little bit jealous that I can get he can get 55k for being under 255 pounds. Like I'm, you know, Fantasy Network. Our man Mike Cardano does not have weigh-ins for us. He doesn't. But if he did, I'd be a little bit nervous, even though it is beach time and I got to get this beach body going, you know. And so, you know, I do my thing. I do my I do my isometrics. I do my Bikram yoga. All of this is obviously a lie. I think it's exercise if I have to run for the subway. <laughs> Yo, I got asthma, though, too. That's what it is. 
Okay. Okay. But so, you know, hey, we're doing okay though. We're doing okay. Um but yeah, how can Eddie Lacy, you know, like I think I think he really should like they need to like George Font on the offensive line over there. Come on. But but you think it's okay to have clauses in your contract that are that ridiculous? I think that this was a wrong move by the Seahawks. I think they're going to have a PR like blow up on this. And I'll probably try and talk about it on Sunday. Um if I was the Seahawks, I would probably just I'd honestly be like, you know what, Lacey? We want you to be like the fridge. I want you to yes. gain like 20 more pounds. There you go. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. When when most people zig, you have to zag. Last thing I want to tell you about here, Chris, I don't think you've heard of any of these, okay? I have three. There were three instances of athletes getting robbed over the weekend. And I no, want to ask, I and I want to ask you which you think is the worst scenario. Okay, okay, out of these three, out of these three, and then we're going to tie a nice, neat little bow on this episode of the Fantasy Freestyle and clear the way for the Fantasy Black Book to get it on, where uh, Joey Fisapia and Matty Moe will be bringing it to you starting at 8 p.m. here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Okay, so Kevin White, wide receiver for the Chicago Bears, was driving around in uh, you know one of the bad parts of Chicago, shall we say, and uh, had, his, had, his, had his Maserati stolen from him. Oh, and it was, excuse me, check that. It was his girl that was driving it at the time. Oh, no. Okay. And there's apparently been a rash of these bump and run thefts in, um, in Chicago where they tap your bumper and as soon as you get out to inspect the damage, then boom, someone slides in the driver's seat and drives away with your whip. First of all, why are you driving around in a Maserati in certain hoods? I don't understand why that is going to be the case. And wouldn't Kevin it be, White, an NFL player. And wouldn't it be fitting that Kevin White, wide receiver who's supposed to be able to take the top off the defense fell to this bump and run strategy i don't know that's just ridiculous okay so that's robbery one okay that's robbery one robbery two first round draft pick of the kansas city chiefs patty mahomes went back to like you know his hood in texas he went back to like his his hometown after getting drafted big man on campus yeah he got robbed at gunpoint right away the first weekend he was home the first weekend he was home they ran up on him gunpoint he thought he was going to be the big man but no he got jacked real quick that was by gunpoint so that's pretty bad but check this one out the third julio cesar chavez after his fight with canelo alvarez two weeks ago was in his hotel room right and this is the funny part this was this is as told by his wife that they were up there party 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 his wife left left him in the room with three women and they continued to party video is available on instagram of this and then julio cesar chavez woke up the next morning without a forty thousand dollar watch and without the three million dollar check for just fighting canelo alvarez so i ask you chris which is the worst that one the latter it has to be the worst but you can't can't you stop payment on a check i think the worst part is that his wife was apparently down with them but then left him alone with the groupies i think it serves him right yeah i think it serves him right you know Yep, I'm going with that. I'm going with Julio okay. Cesar Chavez. Fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Okay, so when we come back, thank you. You are now officially all caught up because I got Donnie Burns with me, the love doctor and basketball correspondent. But I got you dropping it with me on Friday, so I appreciate it. You are now officially all caught up. This way, if you know you step in, we can continue to talk about these things, right? No it's doubt. a good thing. It's a good thing. When I come back, we're going to check in on the polls. We're going to check in on the scores, the rain that's going out there. And I got a couple of Preakness memories I got to get off my chest. Dane Martinez, Fantasy Freestyle, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. 
Yes, yes, it's your boy Dane Martinez, Bees the Spitting Statistician. You're listening here to the Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I got my boy Chris Bavona on the ones and twos. So hot that we sweat steam. Hot to death like Corey Stringer. Blowing up like a Samsung 7. Yo, check this out. We have that poll question up, and the question was, which team will lose first, the Cavs or the Warriors? Right now, 30% of you actually say the Warriors will lose. I think that's credit to maybe Greg Popovich, if nothing else. 30% say the Cavs, and 38% of you basically think both of them are going to sweep their way to the finals by saying whoever loses Game 1 of the NBA Finals. Remember... um, Tonight, I think you pay up for Chris Sale. His streak of 10 straight, 10 plus strikeouts is absolutely ridiculous. Alex Cobb is the pitcher in case you uh, don't want to spend all that money. Also, I told you, I gave you always dreaming in the Kentucky Derby. I'm telling you right now, though, that was a product of the slop and that was a product of the what was the favorite classic empire getting banged around at the start. He had a huge push. I like him. You're not going to win any money going with always dreaming tomorrow, okay? It's four to five odds. Yes. Put him in your trifectas. However, I like Classic Empire at three to one. And of the newbies, don't sleep on cloud computing at fourteen to one. I think it is very telling that Javier Castellano left the other horse Ganerva to go on cloud computing in this race. So my trifecta for tomorrow is the five horse, the two horse, and the four horse. Lock it in. That's what I do here. I help you win your leagues and win that. Cash, but as we get into the preakness, I got to tell you, most people I know call it the preak nasty. Okay, all you need to do, please, go on Google right now and put in "running of the urinals." That's all you need to know. I was there in the mid aughts. My man Matty Modica is doing it right now. You're gonna hear about this on the Fantasy Black Book coming up next on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I was in the middle of it, and then you literally need to put your head on a swivel. I know of a girl who got frostbite in late. May because she passed out in an inflatable pool that was being used as a cooler and no one even knew that she was passed out for hours. She almost died of frostbite in the infield of Pimlico. I didn't even know Barbaro died on the track because I was drinking since 9 and the race went off at 6.30. Have fun to the 105,000 people that will be in the infield. Hopefully you listen to me and play that 5-2-4 trifecta. That's what we do. Win that cat. I'll see you on Monday. Joey Pisapia, Maddie Moe coming up next. Fantasy Black Book. But this has been Fantasy Freestyle on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Happy weekend, y'all. I'm out. Peace.